0: Hey everyone, it's Sherry Stahl, host of The Soul, H2O radio and podcast show. I'm so excited you've tuned in for today's episode, God's Modus Operandi. It's part two in the Hearing God's Voice series. I really want to share with you some keys that are going to help you learn that God still speaks, to know how He speaks, how you can cut out the noisy interference and hear the voice of God. This series is jam-packed with life-changing information and inspiration. Today's show is a deep dive into God's modus operandi, his methods of moving and speaking. I think you're going to want to download a Soul H2O journal page to make notes and help you quench your spiritual thirst. You can always find them on each show's episode notes, like today's, at soulh2o.com slash 67. At the end of this four-week study, we're inviting you to join us in the Soul H2O Splash for an online event where we're going to really get practical in our quest to hear God's voice. Mark your calendars for Thursday, June 17th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time if you want to experience an atmosphere ripe for hearing from God. I'll provide the teaching and Christian recording artist Rochelle Fletcher will be leading in worship. One day, we'll be able to meet in person and hold one of these Soul H2O events live, and I can't wait. But for now, let's dive in to today's Soul H2O devotion and get refreshed. I need new business cards. The ones I have include a picture of me with short hair, a mistake I've only made three times in my life. Let's just say I suit long hair much better. But back to the business cards. As I've been trying to get creative, I realize in this day and age, we don't need those little business cards. We need something more in line with the size of a postcard. Back in the day, you just had to list your phone number and maybe your mailing address. Then business cards started showing off a person's office number and fax number and their address. Then came cell phones, so you had to add that information. Along came the internet and you needed to add another line for your email address to the cards. Now you're supposed to list your social media as ways for people to connect. Forget the teeny tiny business card. I need a postcard to list all the ways you can communicate with me. There are so many ways to talk with people these days, it's hard to keep up. The other day, a friend sent me a message and texted me because I hadn't replied. I asked where she sent the message, since it wasn't showing up in our text feed. She couldn't remember, so I had to search, checking my personal and Facebook Messenger, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and LinkedIn DMs. Finally, the article she forwarded was in LinkedIn, a social media I'm terrible at checking. Just like God, he uses more than one mode of communication. God speaks in so many ways. His business card would definitely need to be a full eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper to cover all the ways he speaks to us. His modus operandi. I know you can't trust everything that's said on Wikipedia without checking it out, but their definition of modus operandi is super clear for anyone who isn't sure what this phrase means. A modus operandi, often shortened to MO, is someone's habits of working, particularly in the context of business or criminal investigations, but also more generally, it is a Latin phrase approximately translated as a mode or manner of operating. I want to show you today how God's modus operandi, his MO in speaking to you, isn't like a one-stop shop that does the same thing for everyone. No, God is the creator and he's creative. If he were to have an operations manual, it would be huge. I often imagine God using a big spreadsheet in the sky to keep things organized. I mean, how does he do it? Well, I don't know how he manages to keep it all going and connecting us all through his words. But what I do know is that he speaks and it's not just one way. Today, we're going to take a look at how God spoke to people in the Bible and how I've seen or should I say I've heard him speak today. I've found so many ways that God speaks and I want to share them with you. Here we go. The first way that God speaks to you is really the most important way. God uses the Bible to speak to you. Hebrews 4 verse 12 says that the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword piercing to the division of soul and spirit. This verse isn't saying that the Bible is going to hurt you, but it can slice through the noise and get right to your heart. Through reading the Bible, God has been able to get to the heart of the matter with me so many times to show me why I'm struggling and provided a clear path out. He's revealed why I'm sad and the root of the issue. He's spoken to me, bringing hope in a seemingly hopeless situation Time and again, his word speaks to me and brings life to me on a regular basis. And he wants the same for you. The Bible is the most incredible book. You can read it over and over and over again, and you're going to get more and more and more out of it. That is definitely the first and the foremost way that God speaks to you is through his word, the scriptures. Have you ever had the experience where you're reading the Bible and all of a sudden it's like the story leaps off the page? It might even be like Jonah and the whale, a story you've heard since you were a child in Sunday school. But all of a sudden there's a new aspect to this story where it's what they would call in big theological words. The story is illuminated. It's like new light on a verse or a portion of scripture you're reading, or maybe it's like you're reading and reminded of another verse that connects to this one, and then it all makes sense. It's just incredible when this happens. In Luke 24 verses 13 to 35, it tells the story of a guy named Cleopas and his buddy, two people in Jesus' inner circle of followers. They were making their way, uh, walking on the road to Amos, discussing how confused they were about all the things that had just happened. They were trying to make sense of the events of the last few days and couldn't wrap their brains around it. Jesus had just been crucified and died. But then the women came back to the house where they were all hiding in saying that Jesus rose from the dead when who else but Jesus walks up to them, somehow disguised to them and starts to explain things. Jesus chooses to use scriptures to share with these two confused guys and as he does their spiritual eyes are opened to understand and they say in luke 24 verse 32 were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us The Bible tells us that they immediately knew what to do next and headed back to the hiding disciples. When God speaks to us, there is often an action we need to take afterwards, something you have to do or implement in your life. Throughout the four weeks in this study, we're going to continue learning from the life of Samuel that we talked about in part one of the series. In that story, we learned how Samuel the kid was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. That ark that represented the presence of God and that physically held all the scrolls from the Old Testament books, the words of God... Samuel is right beside God's presence and his word in the ark. What an important visual that is. It was in this space where God spoke to Samuel. God's word is powerful and it's most often spoken while you're reading his written word that his spoken word comes through loud and clear. In Romans 10 verse 17, the Greek word used to translate God's spoken word is rhema. So if you ever hear someone talking about the rhema word of God, they're just meaning the spoken word of God and adding a fancy Greek word in there. But when the written and the spoken word of God come together to illuminate something new to you, it's like fireworks going off in your heart. I'm finding myself at a loss for words and the fire. Funny- i'm just looking forward to being able to connect with people to speak with them about issues that are current and to get their perspective on things and to kind of bounce ideas around and then also to hear from those who are listening because we learn by listening and i think that's a big part of what i hope the show is about learning from each other and listening as much as talking okay here we go good music Good conversation, good company. Faith strong today's good company with me, Holly Taylor. Weekdays at 5 p.m. right here on Joy. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. The lockdowns related to the pandemic have been brutal. Enough to make you crazy think it's the worst punishment in a prison to be forced into solitary confinement. Somehow it messes with your mind. If I hadn't been able to get out and walk in nature, I don't think I would have fared as well as I have. Walking in nature for me is often like taking a walk with God, and you can best bet that just like taking a walk with a friend, you talk. I've often experienced the most incredible moments of God speaking to me while out in nature, and there are tons of scripture that point to the fact that God speaks through nature. Think about what Jesus says in Luke 21, verses 25 to 26. He said, there will be signs in the sun, the moon, the stars, and on earth. Nations will be in anguish and perplexity. There are times that God uses nature to be signs. And this was talking about in Jesus' day, things that were going to happen before the temple was going to be destroyed that actually happened in AD 70. Then in Luke 21, verses 29 to 33, Jesus is talking to the disciples and others, and he's teaching a whole bunch of people. He tells them to take a look at the fig tree, and then all of a sudden, he makes the fig tree wither. Jesus uses something in nature to speak to people and to teach them. I don't know if you've ever been on a walk in a forest when all of a sudden you, instead of just seeing trees, you're moved by God's incredibleness. I love the fall. I can't get over how many colors there are. I've written a bunch of devotions on it. You can check them out. It really overwhelms me with the thoughts of God's majesty. Sometimes out there in nature, you can sense God's presence in such powerful ways. The sights, the smells, leaving you overwhelmed that God created so many different kinds of beautiful trees and plants. When the thought pops into your head that you don't need to be worried about your circumstances. If God can make all this, surely he's capable of taking care of your problems. And then peace fills your heart. Well, my friend, that is God speaking to you. Think of how in 1 Kings 17, God fed Elijah with a raven. I heard another incredible story about God using nature or things in nature to speak to someone in a really incredible way. Years ago, I purchased a CD series that was a recording of miracles, people's testimonies of God doing miraculous things. We would listen to it on drives and just get our faith built up. Hearing all of these incredible testimonies was so encouraging, and there was one that was really crazy. Now, I hope I get all the details right, but it was a story about a guy who rented a cabin on a mountainside in the winter. He decides to go for a walk, gets lost in an avalanche and is stuck in the snow. But then he gets out and when he does, he doesn't know how to get back to this cabin. And he's wandering around for hours and he knows that he's going to die out there in the cold with hypothermia. And all of a sudden he he keeps seeing this bird and it seems kind of weird to him that bird keeps sticking with him when he feels like God is telling him to follow the bird. And he thinks, am I going crazy? But he just follows this prompting and keeps following this bird that leads him back safe and sound to the cabin where immediately the bird just flies away. And he knows he knew absolutely that God had directed him by this bird. Yeah, may seem crazy, but what I want you to do is to read through the Bible and see that there's lots of examples of this kind of thing happening. God can speak to you in and through things in nature. The third way that God speaks to you is in dreams. Now, I don't have a ton of dreams. I don't often even remember mine when I wake up in the morning. But I have had some that have had literal changes to my life that have impacted me so much. They've alerted me, healed my heart, or gave me direction. One time was when I had a dream about something I love, baseball, Just a side note here, but it's interesting how God often speaks to us in terms, pictures, or themes we're already familiar with and that have nuanced meanings to us. God speaks our heart language to make messages clear, but this sometimes makes us think that it's our thoughts when it's really God. Okay, back to the dream. I saw myself running from second base towards third, looking to the baseline coach for direction. Do I keep running to home plate or do I stop? He didn't motion to run home, and I kept waking up, seeing myself on third base. I knew it was more than a late night pizza dream, but God wanting to speak to me. As I prayed, the Holy Spirit whispered, hold on third. For my years of playing baseball, I knew what this meant. And my personality doesn't always like this sort of message. I want to hear, run home, baby, run home. I believe there will be a time when I look and I see the coach motioning me to keep going for the home run. But it wasn't that day. God used a dream and then time to process it to speak clearly to me. So often in life, we want to keep running the bases, not paying attention to or even listening for the direction of our coach. We have to be in tune with the Holy Spirit so we know when to hold and when to run. God knows the times and seasons of our lives better than we do. So we need to trust him. When I had the dream, the enemy wanted me to feel defeated, but I had to remind myself that God didn't say to go back to second or even to quit the game. He simply told me to hold on third. Sometimes you have to strategically hold on third to get the run. Job 33 verses 14 to 17 says, God may speak to one in one way or in another, yet man does not perceive it in a dream, in a vision of the night when deep sleep falls upon men while slumbering on their beds, when he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction in order to turn man from his deed and conceal pride from man. Have you ever woken up? Your thinking was clearer and you just knew what was the right thing to do. You might have even thought it was just getting a good night's sleep, but it was much more than that. I understand these verses in Job to also mean that sometimes in your dreams, God speaks to you, gives you instruction, and you don't even realize it when you wake up. So you don't get all prideful thinking you're better than others because you have dreams where God speaks to you because we all do. God wants you to have dreams where he can speak to you. This understanding of Job 33 verses 15 to 17 brings a new meaning to having a good night's sleep. Revive Our Hearts with Nancy DeMoss Walgamuth is committed to calling women to freedom, fullness and fruitfulness in Christ. As the author of over 20 books and leader of the True Woman Movement, Nancy has dedicated her life to introducing and guiding women through biblical womanhood. Revive our hearts with Nancy DeMoss Waldmuth weekdays at 11:30 a.m. right here on Joy, Hometown Christian Radio for the GTA. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. The fourth way God speaks to you is through visions. The only difference between a vision and a dream is that you're awake. Although this is probably the most uncommon of God's modus operandi, and I haven't fully personally experienced this myself, I have friends who've had these experiences and I trust them because it lines up with God's MO in the Bible. You can read of Bible people having visions in 2 Kings chapter 6 throughout the book of Daniel, and a story you might be more familiar with is recorded in Acts 10. It's a story of when Peter had an open vision and God supernaturally broke into Peter's natural line of vision to help him break free from a Jewish tradition that God wanted to change in order for non-Jewish people to come to faith in Christ. Sometimes visions are super quick and people just see a mental image before their eyes from out of nowhere. I've had this experience, but it was always so normal. I almost didn't realize that God was trying to speak to me. Mental images can be a form of visions from God. In Acts 2, verse 17, while preaching at Pentecost, and God was doing some crazy, amazing things that people watching couldn't understand, Peter quotes Joel, chapter 2, verse 28, and reminds the people of how God said, "...in the last days I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, your old men will dream dreams." Since God never changes, this promise is still there for you and for me. So when I have an open vision, I'll make sure to write about that in the show another time. The fifth thing that God can do to speak to us is through our thoughts, perceptions, or impressions. In Acts 27, Paul is in custody and being taken on a ship to sail for Italy, but scripture tells us how he had an impression that things would go bad. Verse 10 records Paul warning the jailers by saying he perceived that they were going to end in shipwreck if they left. But the officer in charge was persuaded by the captain of the ship and not Paul's caution. Sadly, they didn't listen to Paul and ended up shipwrecked. Paul's perception, impression, or thought that something was wrong was right. Romans 12 verse 2 talks about the changes in a Christian once you have come to faith in Christ by saying, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. 1 Corinthians 2 verses 15 to 16 makes this even clearer that you can perceive things from God just like Jesus did. It says, those who are spiritual can evaluate all things for who can know the Lord's thoughts. But we understand these things for we have the mind of Christ. Sometimes you'll have a phrase or a word in your head if you do stop and get alone with God to access the mind of Christ and discern what God's meaning. My first memorable experience with an impression from God happened when I was a camp counselor at Brayside Junior High Youth Camp. On the first or second day, a girl said she wanted to go home because she was homesick. She began crying, and I had no clue what to say or do. I asked the Lord to even give me just one word as I prayed. The word embarrassed kept coming to mind. I took a chance and asked, is there something you're embarrassed about? She began crying like crazy and told me that her hamster had just died and she was too embarrassed to cry about it. But crying on my shoulder was enough to get it out. She stayed and had the most incredible week. This story is also a great example of the sixth way that God speaks, which is through people. God has often used others to speak to me, and I'm humbled when he chooses to use me to speak something with another person. God can use people to speak to you. Sometimes he'll use people in your family, leaders in your life, or friends. A great example in the Bible was when he used Jethro to speak to Moses, or when Paul taught Timothy and Titus. The seventh and last thing I want to share is how God sometimes speaks in an audible voice. Sometimes the audible voice of God will wake you up like he did Samuel and Todd. With that knocking on the door You're going to have to listen to episode 66 To understand that one But sometimes it's loud like he spoke to Moses And other times it's in God's still Small, quiet voice Like when he spoke to Elijah In the cave No matter how loud or quiet God can speak to you in an audible voice If he wants to Well, I've just shown you seven ways God speaks and now it's time To let him speak To you I challenge you today to keep your spiritual eyes and ears open to hear when God is speaking to you. Now that we've gone through God's business card, listing his modus operandi, his MO, I pray you'll be more aware of when God is trying to speak to you. To amp things up, I encourage you to get alone with God and his word. Grab your Bible, but before you start reading, invite the Holy Spirit in to speak to you like the band Mercy Me did in today's music pick song, Word of God Speak. And let the words of God speak to your heart today. And maybe, just maybe, you'll hear a Rhema Word of God. From all of us here at Joy Radio, we're so glad you joined us for God's Modus Operandi, episode 67 of the Soul H2O radio and podcast show, which is part two in the Hearing God's Voice series. At the end of this four-week study, we're inviting you to join us for the next Soul H2O Splash online event with worship from Christian recording artist Rochelle Fletcher and a teaching from me. Make sure to mark your calendars for June 17th. Come back next week for part three, Tuning Out the Interference. Until then, I'm praying you stay blessed and refreshed. We appreciate your support to help Soul Atrial Ministries continue and want to thank all of you who partner with us in making this Joy Radio show a reality so people can come and get refreshed.